Hello and welcome to Learning, Laughing, and Loving with your co-host Evan Money and yours truly, Scott Jones. This podcast is all you need. If you're looking to learn about the world, do it with a smile and to connect to the deeper mysteries of human life and the kind of connection everyone is looking to make. Money! Scott Kent Jones! Another, in fact, you know what? This is the most glorious day in the world, and we are going to learn, laugh, and love our way through it, my friend. So we were just talking in kind of the pre-show conversation, and we're giving them free advertising about Quibi. <laughs> so I, well, I'm going to tweet this out and be like, um, hey, at, at Quibi, you should like, you know, promote the podcast because we're mentioning you. But I, I was just telling you, I was watching, so like in between like working on some projects for some clients today, I was just kind of streaming stuff in the background. And on my Facebook, it, it, this thing came, called Quibi came up, and they had they advertised the new remake of The Fugitive with Kiefer Sutherland. I love Kiefer Sutherland, so I, so I, I watched a couple of these episodes. But these episodes are only like six minutes long or seven, so like you have like almost nothing happens, and they have a new episode, and so then you get, you know, ads. I guess on the on the front end, and then I watched. Because I had some time at the end of the day, I watched a whole 15 episode uh, remake of the most dangerous game, which is this kind of human hunting, humans hunting humans. And as as I was watching that, like I I, I got through the whole season, 15 episodes, but it only took me like I don't know, 70 minutes or something, like in between in between doing stuff. So I guess. The idea is they're giving they're they're making content. They're basically films. They're calling them seasons, right? But the episodes are instead of an hour or thirty minutes, they're like six, seven minutes. And I guess maybe the idea is that you there's something with the ad revenue or the ad the ad model where they, they put the ads in on the front end. But maybe because they're only the thing comes in bite sized chunks, you're getting more eyes on the ads. I don't know. Like I have no idea why why they're doing this model but i mean they thought they were going to be the next big thing and from what i was researching today they're not the next big thing <laughs> well that's like, because we haven't done a podcast on them yet exactly but, let me, but let, let me back up for our listeners and give you two two quick bits of information before we go back into the deep dive so we're going to pull you back up from the depths and bring you back in so the reason i shared it's the most glorious day in the world some of you may disagree with me and if you do, just try missing one and then let me know. Okay, so I'll talk about that. Learn that one from my buddy Zig Ziglar. Uh, you didn't catch that, but that's okay. Scott missed you it. Try missing one because yeah. then you're dead. Exactly. If you don't think it's the greatest day in the world, try missing one. Okay, next thing is the theme for the show is the next big theme. So as we are definitely in now kind of consolidation mode. What's the world going to look like? Well, how can we partner? How can we you know, work together? What's the next big thing? So we're talking about Quibi here, obviously pre, um, pre-COVID. Um, and perhaps, you know, this challenging time could be the resurgence of Quibi. But go, go back into Quibi because, again, it's one of those like, okay, who, who sold it, right? Who was in on the meeting? Why would you buy it? And why, you know, why this? And it's mobile only. Like I'm online, and I can't click anything on it. So, the mobile yeah, only thing fascinates me. 
You couldn't watch it on your desktop, and I'm guessing you couldn't watch it on your TV, like your smart TV. I don't think. Well, I, I got, although you could stream it from your phone to your smart TV, right? Yes, in theory. So, yeah, why is this mobile only? Is it because they're saving money on building platforms? So if, if, it's, if I'm mobile only on a platform, do I not have to build a, a kind of one version for the iOS or the PC desktop and another version for uh, smartphones or things like that, or, I mean smart TVs? So are, are they basically mobile? Like I noticed that when I went to download it for my iPad, they just had an iPhone version where I could blow up the screen, but they didn't have a specific iPad version of the app. Like, so it was, so I don't know. It's an interesting kind of exercise. Like what would be, I mean, I, who's the author that says, I forget that now the name escapes me. It's embarrassing, but the medium is the message. Uh, oh shoot. Who's the author? I forget. But I mean, but it's a pretty famous book, right? The medium is the message. So, is this the kind of idea where the meat, the idea is, okay, we're on our phones and we're, uh, the more we're on our, our phones, our tablets, our life is broken down into short incremental time. Like, like the, the kind of episodic sort of, oh, I'm on Twitter. Oh, I'm on Facebook. Oh, I'm over here. Oh, I'm over there. Oh, I'm over there. And so is the idea, well, let's make a kind of serialized, let's make serialized entertainment content that, that sta- that goes in that kind of episodic, like short, quick. Uh, and again, the content that I saw was fantastic. Like, I mean, it was, it was, but again, it was billed as TV shows and they're really just movies that it's like you're watching a movie in six minute increments and you got to kind of wait for the next section of the movie to start up. So it doesn't feel like you don't get the kind of character development that you'd get in a film, but you, you get kind of a, I mean, that you get in a, a serial drama rather that you get in like watching game of Thrones or, or designated survivor. Like you don't get to know these characters the same way, but the quality of the production was as good as anything in Hollywood. I mean, it was just, it, I mean, it was a very, so, so that's, what's the interesting thing. This I'm sure was purported to be the next big thing, right? There was a meeting and we were just talking, right? Their C, their 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 CEO is Meg Whitman, has been a CEO. Of, she's been involved in eBay and several other big companies, and their chairman is a guy, a big Disney guy. And so, I mean, somebody sat in a room and thought, "This is the next big thing." And it seems like, at best, a next small medium thing, <laughs> medium small. All right. Here's a couple theories, and then we'll dive into a bigger, bigger question for our listeners. So according to online information, the investors in Quibi are Disney, NBC Universal, Sony, Viacom, and Warner Media, which do not all play nicely at all times. So to me, logically, it's possible that this could be like, hey, if it does well on that platform, then we basically... Oh, basically, they invest possibly with the ability to already have the rights to say, hey, if we like it, we can grab it and put it on our platform exclusively. So could be like a great, you know, like minor league baseball, right? For a, a, a 
not a great analogy, but it's just like, hey, we'll see how it does here, you know, and then see if we want to pick it up or not, right? So that that's one thought. The other interesting thing is that since mobile only, and as a filmmaker and someone owns a film production company, we now have to totally rethink how we're shooting things because in the, the old mindset was how is this going to look on the big screen, right? So it's like, okay, we're going to film this, but we know on a 40-foot screen, it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be so great. Now it's the opposite. It's what's this going to look like on a phone? Hey, we we don't need all of this, you know, do all this because on the phone, no one's going to be able to see it. So now it's like, what's this going to look like viewing it on a phone? And so you you brought this up a couple of times. So my big question with all of this, Scott Kent Jones, is the next big thing, but let's redefine some things. So what exactly is television now? That's an excellent question. That uh, it's hard. The old to days, yeah. The old days, TV meant oh, it comes on. I have to watch it at a certain time, or I have to record it on my DVR. Right? I have to be there for it. Um, and then, so that constituted a TV show. And now, like the only, you know, the only thing that people watch live is sports. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, so what is a what is a TV show? By the way, in, in COVID reality, I've become a Dodgers fan because oh, I have a, I have a good friend who uh, he is a Dodgers fan, and he and I like kind of just hung out on the phone and watched the Dodgers together. <laughs> for the rest of me. like, and so, uh, so the Dodgers had a good, and so I'm starting to kind of like the Dodgers. But yeah, no, it is. I mean, what is because basically you just need the internet and you have television, right? And and you have so it's not. So it's not it, it it's interesting because it's it's a term that is tied to a device that most people aren't using all of the time or most mm -hmm. of the time. I mean most people, especially the younger you are, yes. A screen is a screen is a screen. Like mm -hmm. I mean it, it just doesn't matter, right? Like mm -hmm. I mean, you might have a big TV in your living room or something for family stuff, but generally it it's more and more like, okay, we all have our tablets, we got our phones, you can watch this, I can watch this, we're watching it mm -hmm. at independent times. Mm -hmm. And so this is, you know, so, I mean, I think this is an attempt, I would guess, like with Quibi, right, is, is to try to adapt to the fact that we're not watching television anymore in the traditional way. And and we have shorter attention spans, right? Like, I mean, people, I mean, there's lots of neuroscience research. It's like, you know, the way we're engaging media like online and through tablets and phones and things is actually rewiring our brains, right? Mm. Like we don't have the same kind of attention span and stuff. So yeah. maybe it's, I mean, I mean, as I sit and think about this, it seems like the next, I mean, this seems like an interesting idea that just has failed. Mm. Well, it hasn't, you know, don't close the coffin on it yet, but here's, here's something interesting that's happening right again, this, this second, as far as what is TV, what is a movie now, right? Because with theaters closed, this I just I learned. I'm I'm glad, but I just learned it, is that Hamilton, rather than coming on Disney Plus, was originally slotted to come in the theaters in 2021. And they thought, oh, well, we'll just, I mean, they paid 75 million bucks for the rights to do it. And so it's like, oh, well, we'll just put it on our existing platform where they they can't remonetize it. It's possible to put it in the theater seat on the big screen. I think people would actually come to it. But 
the the old world of distribution channels has gone away now. Because you remember the old school motto was, okay, we're going to put out a television. We're going to put out a movie, right? And then we're going to have DVD and rentals, right? You got that tier, that distribution channel. Okay, then we're going to sell to these other territories. Then we're going to sell to the cable channels. Then we're going to put it on free TV, right? You have all these boom, 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 boom. Now it's like, you know, Disney, I don't know if we talked about this on our show before, but Disney makes, they have over... 50 million subscribers to Disney Plus. So that's basically 3 billion in revenue every year. Disney never has to release another movie ever again. And so it's just this this, you know, Disney Plus, is it television? What is it, right? It's like is it a is it a place to watch movies? Is it television? I can watch it on any screen. I mean the the whole thing of like, you know, entertainment. What is the next big thing for entertainment? Uh, lastly, I'll, because of the success of Hamilton, I can see now the democratization of Broadway, because now every other Broadway show is going, wow, we could film it and sell it to a streaming platform. And now all these great Broadway shows that most people never got to see. And Hamilton, he shared, Lynn shared this. He goes, more people are going to see Hamilton July 3rd through 4th that we just had than had seen it in totality, right? So that shifts like, what is television? What is home entertainment? What is right? What is the next big thing, Scott Kent Jones? It's it's an interesting talk. Well, and also I think this is why we have that we've language is interesting, right? Like etymology, you know, how like where language, where words come from, right? And so like now we talk about content, right? And content creation and then content platforms. Because mm-hmm. there's this sense in which uh you can put all sorts of content on any given platform now, right? Like these are things which, you know, there's a kind of fluidity in the relationship between the, the content and the platform you put it on. Right. And so, I mean, that's the interesting thing where like you, and I think, I think if I was going to make a prediction and predictions are so, you know, futile and fragile. Bold predictions. No, Bob Scott Kid Jones. Bold predictions. But I think movie theaters are kind of gone the like the way of the dodo in the sense of most people, if they want a theatric experience, if you have a little bit of money, you can get a, such a big TV and and eat in your own home, and you're not you're not like your shoes aren't getting sticky soda on the from the floor like from the floor and all that stuff. <laughs> So like, there's just such a like low incentive to get to get to the theaters because, well, a I think the water cooler discussion or the thing that's exciting in the culture is very rarely film, like it's 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 television content, it's content that you can get outside of a theater that's done by mm. media companies. So it's like it's what HBO and FX like. How often are people jazzed about a film? Unless it's sort of like the Avengers or something. Like, I mean, the there's some art films, right? That people, the, the, the kind of intelligentsia, literati kind of, you know, sort of snob. I mean, you could call them snobby or whatever. Like, you know, there's these films that like that get nominated for the Oscars and stuff like that. That, you know, okay, some people go see them in, in art housey kind of film um, movie theaters. And then there are these eye cocaine sort of, 
right, we're just gonna make Superman versus Iron Man versus Bronze Man versus Diaper Man versus, and they're all gonna get in the same thing, and the Incredible Hulk's gonna beat them to a pulp, and we're gonna create like you know there is something kind of interesting, exciting about if you're a comic book fan seeing comic books being animated, you know, being kind of portrayed on big screen with CGI and all stuff. But in general, I think the energy and the action is not around movies. Like, mm. because, and also, like, remember, like, in, in, like, the 80s, Knight Rider didn't look as cool as a movie theater did. Like, they didn't shoot mm, a yeah. television show on the yeah. same kind of mm-hmm. film, like, quality film stock mm-hmm. that they shot mm-hmm. a movie on, right? Yes. They had bigger budgets and stuff like that. That's not true now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now, I mean, even on network television, like, a really good serial drama from network television looks mm-hmm. as good as any blockbuster mm-hmm. film. And so I think the casualty is going to be theaters. Mm. And also with COVID, I think it's going to be, it's interesting. I think before COVID-19, if you were in an international airport, you notice like all the people from Southeast Asia were, were walking with masks and, and you're kind of looking at why you guys have masks on. Cause they've lived through several pandemics. Right. And I think we're probably going to get to the point where, we're more pandemic conscious. And so people are probably, there will, will probably be a group of people that just won't, also will avoid theaters also because, I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm part of a risk group. I've got respiratory issues. I'm scared of the next pandemic. I'm, you know, I mean, I, we're in the COVID wake. I mean, I think the same thing goes for churches. I mean, the smart ministers I know right now are planning f- their streaming stuff for post-COVID. Because they're thinking, what about the people that are that fear that they're in a vulnerable vulnerable situation, and are going to be sheepish about going into the sanctuary? Because yeah. yeah. they're so they're already thinking about mm-hmm. how how we accommodate not just welcoming back, but welcoming mm-hmm. in on the online, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And I think the casualty is going to be theaters. Mm-hmm. I think churches will live, mm-hmm. uh, and synagogues will live, but I think movie theaters will probably die. Mm. So let me speak in that. So I I think you're right on. I think the 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 church really the ecclesia, right? Of it's a big difference, right? So standard Western American church is going to shift. And I think, like you said, it's actually going to get better because it's forced to be like, okay, you know what? A, a large, you know, a lot of churches now thinking kind of this mindset of a TV evangelist, which is our biggest audience is not what's in front of us because there's a lot of people that aren't willing to come, that are scared to come and are looking for this. And I've I've seen our church, they've really, from the first Zoom church service to what they do now, it's like, wow, they've really picked it up. They've really gone out of the way. They figured it out. Like even like they have, we have greeters now, like the greeters show up on screen. Hi, we're so glad you're here. If this is your first time, come to the chat room. And it's like, oh, that's unique. Okay. So this thinking about where before it was like, if you're not here, then you're not here, right? Now it's like, okay, we got to think about the people that aren't in the building and life is bigger than the building. So I can see that reshaping. I can see theaters becoming, well, let me, let me go back to the, the spiritual side here. So I've been doing some digging and I, uh, forgive me for pronouncing it wrong. And this is more your lane, Scott, but agrapha, am I saying it right? Which are the, the sayings of Jesus that weren't in the canonized New Testament Oh, because a, a like a being not and Grapha being writing like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So these sayings of Jesus that have been verified through these different lenses, but are not like I said in in canonized scriptures and are not 
uh, you know, attributed anywhere else, but it's like, okay, he said it because all these other people said he said it and all the way down the line. So looking at some of that has been fascinating because I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, I didn't even think about that. Did he say movie theaters are going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> There's no future in There's, theaters. There's no future in theater. But so that goes back. So I could see, I could see the, the dying out of a of movie theaters and a resurgence of of theater of plays you know like going going to see a live performance right and then being able to again as we talked before now i can monetize it because i can do this hit play in this little boutique you know whatever seats 300 600 500 whatever and i can sell it to hulu because they heard it was a smash hit. Now everybody wants to see it, but they don't want to travel, right? So I could see the movie theater taking... I think there'll still be a few left. I think the studios will own them. I think we talked about this before. Like, can you imagine, like Disney is going to own theaters. They'll have a gift shop. They'll have a restaurant. They'll have a whole Disney experience and a theater. I think they'll be able to make it work. But I can't see the resurgence of live stage and being able to put that on platforms, TV, you know, whatever you want to call it, and being able to to do that but i think it all comes down to now the next big thing i think is we're going to see this great like you talked about so interesting there are no water cooler discussions anymore because everybody's so niched right everybody's got their own thing right like not everybody was watching game of thrones you get the game of thrones people at the water cooler you got the oh i don't watch this i watch sports over here i watch this or i watch this now everything's so niched out and then speaking I mean, on that, sure. you may not even go back to the water cooler ever again. That's another right now, right? The archive. I think you know. Right now, I mean, someone in the in the cable news media who stars on the rise, like Tucker Carlson, right? I mean, the guy is being written about a lot. He's got an incredibly successful show. I mean, I think he's got one of, one of the, if not, I, I haven't looked at the rating numbers lately, but I mean, like, I mean, a month or so ago, I mean, he was doing incredibly well, like, and might have been at the top. He gets four million viewers on average a night. That's like one point, what, like three percent of the population or something, right? So, so if you are Tucker Carlson and you're the arguably the top guy on cable media at eight o'clock at night, right, and you got the, your audience is still like one percent of the population. You know, it's not, it's not Walter Cronkite, right? It's not. You're not. Right? You know I mean, you're not like you don't have this. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's small, but even, I mean, somebody that's that successful still has a, still is a, a microcaster on some level, right? Mm -hmm. No, they get a little bit of bump because, you know, because of we're in a kind of, uh, an age where people, the media writes about other media stuff. And so, okay, so maybe he's got a slightly bigger footprint because he says something controversial or something, or Rachel Maddow says something controversial. She, so you get a couple more hundred thousand eyeballs on yeah, a like clip you did or something, yeah, yeah. but, but you're not, I mean, you're not reaching like, 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 I mean, 30 million people, right? Like, I mean, that's, that would be 10% of the country. Mm -hmm. Like if you were getting 30 million people and like, who's getting that? The only people pulling that on television is sports. The, the highest rated shows in sports are all the highest rated shows in television for the last 10 years have been sports. Right. Right. Because you, you can only, because only so many people can watch it live mm -hmm. and look at sports too. This is interesting what you were saying about like, 
the kind of boutique things like the theater experience that can go to be sold to Hulu mm-hmm. or Disney making an extravagance out of going to the movies. So it's got, and the same thing like now going to a baseball game. If you and I went to a baseball game, we go see the Padres play or something. We probably spend together what like two hundred dollars. I mean, oh, yeah. like yeah. you're looking at you're looking at fifty bucks to get in or whatever, or 40, like if you got decent seats. Mm-hmm. And then you know, oh, okay, I'm going to get fifty a, bucks to park in L.A. I'll right, I'm going to get I'm get, I'm, get, I'm get, right, I'm going to get a hot dog because I'm hungry, yeah. and I'm yeah. going to. Oh, I'll have a Miller Light for eighteen dollars. Yep, and I, you know, like <laughs> we need and, some merch. Come on, we need right. And so, right, I get you know, so. I mean, I think that's going to be the trend. It's going to either be, it's going to be people are going to stay home more, mm-hmm. and when you want to go out, you're going to break the bank because I'm only doing it once or twice a year, right? I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. like I'm going to the movies every Friday night. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I think that will be the the thing where like, and it's interesting business model you put out. Like, it, it's an it's probably a, a sort of real inspiration to artists that write plays. Like, wow, I could, I could make my play into, and even if it's not a musical, even if it's a, even if it's a dramatic play mm-hmm. that could become a kind of art house film that wins, that wins an Oscar, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the, but again, I think the thing that's cut out is, the blockbuster i think the incentive to make the blockbuster film the jurassic park <laughs> it got everybody i mean i rewatched this is like covid like confessions i rewatched <laughs> covid confessions. confessions here we go i rewatched the original michael keaton batman movie oh, and dear. i thought man this was a good film what I, uh the first one the first one with jack nicholson but I got I got a story for you on that one if you want to go crazy. But like I wouldn't like I remember as a kid going to see that with such excitement. Like all the Batman t-shirts were out in the boardwalk of the Jersey Shore mm-hmm. and it was such an I would I wouldn't walk around the corner for $2 and free popcorn to see that movie. I just watched it on my iPad. Like I mean yeah. like the thing that you'd have to do to incentivize me to get into a theater yeah, as to have a bigger experience, yeah. Right. I mean, and, yeah. and I think that that's the, I mean, the experience, I think like what you're saying, is going to be in different kinds of, it's going to be either more extravagant. I mean, I remember the, the, the last theater movie. Well, 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 let me go back to Batman just real quick, yep. real quick. So while you were freaking out in the Jersey Shore, right? Everybody selling tickets, you know, shirts, everything, the whole thing. Uh, I, I can get into it on a later show, but my brother and I, he was just starting to get into special effects makeup. So we literally handmade, okay? Check this out, Scott Ken Jones, because we were, we're all about making it happen, and we had no budget. So we went to Salvation Army, bought a suit, uh, dyed it purple, which meant, <laughs> so, which meant we got the writ dye and went to the laundromat, which is why you never want to do your clothes in the laundromat. <laughs> and so we dyed the suit purple, and we hand drew the pinstripes with the Sharpie. On, on the suit. And so we made this Joker outfit. I had the Joker special effects makeup and we drove and <laughs> we drove to man's Chinese theater on Hollywood Boulevard for the premiere of Batman. And dude, it was electric, electric. That's what they used to make you wait in line, right? So there's a line 500 deep around the corner. Everybody's freaking out. I can tell you the longer story later, but we ended up... St- getting in 
and this guy kind of took a liking to us. We palmed him some cash. He put us in this. We ended up sitting in the VIP balcony section where only the stars sit. And I remember like looking, oh, I'm in the man's Chinese in the balcony, right? They're seating for maybe 15. And I'm in my Joker outfit and everybody's like, who's this? And this is pre-cosplay. This is when people didn't dress up, right? This was circa what, 92, 90? 89, 90? When did Yeah, I think that film was was in I think it was 90. 89 or 90. Yeah, 89 yeah. or 90. Okay, so this is pre-cosplay. So I'm dressed up. So I remember leaning over the balcony and people are like pointing, looking up, going, oh, oh. And I think at that distance, because of just how frenzied everybody was and where I was sitting, everybody thought I was Jack Nicholson. So everybody's freaking out. And I get a standing ovation as I'm standing in the VIP section, waving as the Joker. Cause everybody's like, oh, Jack Nicholson. Ah, ah. And it was the greatest, like the tri- my presidential election speech was right there. Everybody cheering. So I you remember- You should have launched a campaign right there. Yes, that would be it. So that was, but again, that was, you know, man's Chinese kind of- That, that would not happen now. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I'm, but that's I, think- what I think that's what's going to go get back to of like, hey, remember like, in today's thing, right? I'm going to the theater. I better dress down, right? Let me put on my sweats, right? Let me put on my baggies, right? I want to be comfortable in the seats, right? I think it's going to flip to, like you were saying, hey, we're, guess where we're going? Oh, we're going to the theater. We're going to see this show because it's the only, you know, there's going to be four movies a year now, right? And right, it's like, right. hey, I'm wearing, you know, the gals, hey, I'm wearing my, my uncomfy heels. I'm wearing the guys. We're going to wear a jacket. We're going to dress up, you know? And, right, and there'll be a cocktail hour, and you'll and you'll kind of and there'll be yeah. like high, there'll be sushi, and you'll yep. kind of yep. and, and it'll be this kind of experience where it's an experience, and you it it's like an expensive date night. It's not kind of a cheap date, like oh, yeah. we're just going to a movie. Yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah. kind of because it, yeah, I mean that's going to be the way it's incentivized. It mm-hmm. will be, and that'll change the way films are made. I mean, it, yeah, it's gonna, you know, it'll like you're saying, like you'll have kind of different incentives. Because I wouldn't, like, if I were creative as a filmmaker, like, why wouldn't you just throw everything into a serial drama? I mean, because, like, mm-hmm. the cult following mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is on HBO. It's Game of Thrones. It's Westworld. It's, or it's Billions or, you know, I mean, I mean, I even remember watching, uh, oh, my gosh, The Loudest Voice. It was on, I think, it was on Showtime. My buddy and I watched every episode. And it was it was based on a book written about Roger Ailes and the founding of Fox News, and Russell Crowe played Roger Ailes. And he was in the fat suit and everything. I make, oh my gosh! I, I thought as I was watching it, it was probably I think it was nine episodes long or something or eight episodes long. So it's like a nine-hour film, and I'm like, the tragedy is Russell Crowe can't win an Oscar for this, mm. and he probably did a better acting job. Mm than anybody that year that did the film. I mean, he mm. is Roger Ailes, and that just seeing the story of this iconic news organization that shapes our culture, mm. it was unbelievable. And I was like, mm. well, you, 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 I mean, this is, and again, it looks as good as any film. I mean, it's, 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 it's not as though it's, I mean, the production quality is the same as if you're yeah. Yeah. on the film lot. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not as though it's kind of a B kind of mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. production. And I mean, I just don't know how, filmmakers compete yeah no i think what you're saying is it's going to be different it's going to be this okay the niches right like okay maybe four or five big movies a year are going to come out on a theaters and those are filmed for a theater experience everything else is filmed for the tablet 
or, you know, the phone or whatever. And then you're going to have, right. Like you're saying like this. And I, I imagine those series, uh, it, it's a different play. Like you, you go back, like, cause HBO subscriber based, right. So HBO isn't upselling for those. Um, so it's one of those, Hey, if, if we want to keep our subscribers, you know, we got to go all in on this. It's like with Disney, right? Like, okay. I don't know how many, assuming they never release Hamilton theatrically. I, I still think they could, but let, let's go back to just pick another Disney movie that they release non-theatricals. Like you can't get that money back, but understanding you got to keep your subscribers happy. Or they're going to go to somebody else's platform. So that's a classic Adam Smith free enterprise win. We, as the audience, we win. Cause everybody's like, we want the subscriber. Right. And most people aren't going to do one or two. So I think at the end, the next big thing is now we have the control over the studios because before it was like, well, we'll just put out whatever we want and the audience will just take it. Now it's like, ooh, we, <laughs> we better take care of our guys or they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, no, and I mean, and, and the quality of content, I mean, it is, I think, the kind of consumer wins, right, in the sense of you get this. I mean, this is the golden age of television. In the sense, I mean, the content yeah. that's available. yes. Yeah. right now and, and consistently available and like new content like new creative content mm -hmm. like all the mm -hmm. time like you're you know you're there's no shortage of and again the kind of market like brings the game up for everybody so i remember like i mean you think about like sopranos with cable was one of the first great mm, serial dramas yeah. and then everybody has to compete right you get lost you get all these things you, you get so now it's like even on netflix on network TV, the the serial dramas are amazing, right? I mean, it kind of it, it, the rising tide kind of lifts all boats. Yeah, yeah. It, and, then, and then and then you build this false community. Well, it's true community, right? It's a false community, right? But think about this, right? Like, think of all the Game of Thrones people, right? They had their own lingo. They had their oh yeah, and the people that aren't that aren't in, they don't know, that are out, right? So whoever is watching that show or those shows, right, become their own, you know these own special groups and this community of just like, Hey, we can crack these same jokes or we can tell these stories about this and the other people don't get it. This is our little thing. And we don't want it to get too big. Right. We don't want everybody watching game of Thrones or watching this because then they're not part of our, right. Our community. So I think that aspect is fascinating. Yeah, no, it does connect. I mean, it, it makes connections and you kind of, and then social media, you, you, you kind of connect, you know, with other people. It's so easy to find the other people that watch the show. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to go like track them down. You know, you go online. It's 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 a it's a fascinating thing. So, what I do think is, we should lay a bet down. What are the odds that Quibi <laughs> makes it back to being a show? Because I think this is a fascinating platform, which I don't I don't I don't quite again get it, but. But I, I think Quibi can be the John the Baptist to the next big thing. I, I don't think Quibi is the next big thing, but I think it could pave the way for the next big thing. And it's it, because it's brief. Snip, I mean, the, the thing that I, I was thinking was like, is it a better ad model in that it's free, right? So Quibi, you don't pay anything. Oh, I thought you had to pay. Like I looked no. on it. Oh, it's free. There was like a free trial, but it's like five bucks a month. Oh well. Yeah, you I, better you better read the fine print, my friend. I didn't give I didn't give a credit card number, so okay. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't. But what's interesting is well, even then, it's still cheaper than Netflix or anything like that. But what's interesting is well, Netflix doesn't do ads, 
it because they're short. It's almost going back to an old school model of commercial breaks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but online. Yes. So you break down things into six or seven minute mm-hmm. increments, and you're saying, "Look, we're going to get Kiefer Sutherland. We're going to get the, the guy in the Fugitive was Ian Helmsworth. We're going to get all these people that are top dollar actors and stuff. And we're going to put on the screen. But what we're going to do is release in snippets." So there are people on their commute or whatever, and we quick get it, we get them, and and so our production cost is probably lower because we basically we didn't film a le- we we did fifteen episodes, but we didn't do fifteen hours. We yeah, did yeah. an hour and five minutes, and we every 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 episode you're watching an ad or whatever. So, so I'm guessing that they're like, look, we've got a sort of low end subscription model. Mm-hmm. We get some people in because the content's good. And then on top of the low end thing, we pad it with ads and we're going for the ADD kind of quick, like hit and run. I don't know. I mean, but there's got, cause there's gotta be some kind of model where people with a lot of money said, this makes sense. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like you look at like, we're questioning it. Right. And we're not, I mean, you're, you got a, a beautiful mind. You know, talk about Russell Crowe, right? That is, so everybody does. Scott Ken Jones has a beautiful mind. Just I wish I could do math like him. I'm I'm more the kind of the spazzy ADD visionary, but you and I both again we, we think differently, we vote differently, we do all these things differently. You and I are both like saying, if I was in that meeting, I'm like, mm, is this yeah, is this? That is it. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. But here's the thing. Nobody knows. So uh, I, I talk about this on our on our sports uh, podcast that I do. We do a whole sports only. We don't talk politics. I don't think it's just pure sports. And as much as they want to rationalize and try to talk about, oh, you know, we got all these scouts, we make all these informed decisions on players. The bottom line is you could have a better NFL draft by throwing a dart at a dartboard and just taking what's on there. So I think all these executives, everybody's scared. Nobody knows. And so the dumbest thing is to be like, well, the one thing I don't buy into is going to be the next big thing. So I better just get in on it because you never know. Well, that's like even, even football coaches, like what Malcolm Gladwell's done this research, right? If, if people went on fourth down more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they would win more and score more points. But yep. nobody that's just unorthodox. Yep. We can't go, yep. at, you know, oh, we yep. can't go on fourth down. I mean, it's yep. sort of I mean, so these kind of things were like I've heard Jerry Seinfeld say that. Like he's like basically because they almost canceled Seinfeld in the first season. Mm-hmm. And Howard Stern was like, Well, what 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 why? What did they think? He's like, he's like, Well, let me tell you something. TV executives know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at Seinfeld and we're going to cancel it. Like, I mean, that's it. That's what's interesting. I mean, so I would, I wish we could be in that, at that pitch. Mm, Yes. We, you know, I'm still thinking there, there has to be, and we all know, right. You can't see the forest for the tree. So as a, you know, I'm still finishing Simon Sinek's infinite game and all these business books to have a successful corporation now, as a business owner, Fortune 100, Fortune 10, Fortune whatever, you need to hire totally, you need to hire consultants that have nothing to do and no incentive, no nothing with what's going on. Just bring them in the room. Like no brief, no prep, just sit them in the room and have, you know, and at the end, all the executives can talk to, and then this other person can be like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Or why are you doing this? Why? That would be the smartest play bringing somebody not in the corporation, not vested in the company, just bring them in the room, just cold and be like, all right, wh- what are you seeing that we're not? And they'll be like, look, there's a tree there. There's a tree there. There's a tree there. And all you guys are missing it. 
Right. That's what. Yeah, because that's what's curious to me. Because there's got to be something there, right? Like that that we're not seeing. And who knows? And again, like the stuff I was reading today, because I was so interested. And they reeled me in. I mean, look, they did a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in between projects. I just checked on Facebook. The ad was good enough. I think it what Lord Min was that Kiefer Kiefer Sutherland in the yeah. remake of the fu- yeah. in, in the new Fugitive or whatever. And I'm like, huh. So I click, and I'm in, and the app is free, <laughs> and I didn't. And free, I didn't have to give a credit card. There was no trial run. Like, so it was kind of, you know, and I, and I watched several ads. I mean, it kind of, I mean, there were. Who was advertising? Let, let, let's. I don't remember. That's. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think I remember a single. I don't remember. I don't remember a single advertiser, but there were clearly ads. I mean, there okay. were, there were, you know, that you couldn't skip through anything. Yeah. There, there yeah. were. And they were that, that, that's another great demographic that these people would pay for, right? Like, do you remember any of the ads right. that you saw? Like, uh, no, I just remember Kiefer and I remember being short. And, okay. But they were, they were, they were like, all the ads were less than 10 seconds. Okay. So it, it rolled wow. in really quickly, like, wow. and then w- went into the, and it's intense. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's these, both of the shows I was watching where there's no kind of weepy, like kind of you know deep character development. It, it's yeah. it's it's intense. I mean, it's a yeah. fast paced yeah. kind of you know they don't waste a second. Uh, so I don't know. This is so. This is the thing that I want to know. What's the next big thing? And you and I should probably write a play. There you go. There it is. I like it. We will we will wrap. We will tie a bow around that. So next episode we can talk about the play that we're gonna make. We're gonna write. We're gonna write. A play. I'm a, yes. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Scott can't jump. I love learning, loving, and laughing with you, my friend. Yeah, this was good. We did all three. So, <laughs> All right, my friend. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Learning, Laughing, and Loving with Evan Money and Scott Jones. If you like what you've heard here, please do something for us. Go to iTunes and write a review. Give us a rating. Tell people. Share it on social media. If you found something you love here, share the love and goodness with the world. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, friends, fare thee well.